Hello, hello, and welcome to the Profit to Cash podcast. 20 minutes or less of powerful business tips to help you turn your profit into cash for you and your family to enjoy. I'm your host, Phoebe Dre, award-winning qualified accountant with over 20 years business experience. Now, let's go. Hello, hello, it's Phoebe Dre, the Cashflow Pocket Rocket here. Today, I want to share with you about how you can get your business set up properly from the beginning um, and how you can structure your business for success from the very beginning. But I just wanted to share a little bit, first of all, around what I'm doing at the moment. So today, I've actually batched four episodes for my podcast. So I got started and I did three episodes and then I just, to be honest, lost momentum and didn't do the recordings weekly like I'd planned to. So I've started, you know, really looking at my business and where I can create efficiencies, where I can create systems. And one of them was around my content creation. So I don't know about you, but creating lots of content for your business can be a bit of a headache and something that I often put to the back burner if I've got a more important task to do. So what I planned to do was actually batch four episodes once a month and it's such a better strategy. So I've actually created a content um, marketing calendar in Airtable. I don't know if anyone uses Airtable, but it's an awesome tool that I'm finding super, super important for my business. Um, And I've created a content calendar for October. I'm batching all my episodes for my podcast in one day rather than trying to do it weekly. I'm just going to sit down once a month and do them all at once. And then from that, I'm going to create my blogs. I'm going to create my email marketing campaign. I'm going to create my social media content. And it's just a much more streamlined process. So if you're looking for tips and tricks around how you can create better efficiencies in your business and actually make sure that you're doing the marketing and the sales activity that you need to, to increase your visibility online, um, increase your visibility in general, just to make more sales and to add more value to your audience, then I highly recommend looking at doing something like that where you batch your episodes all at once and use that content to actually help you create a month's worth of content. So if you want any information about that, I'm more than happy to do a full podcast episode on that. It's not the topic I had set for today, but I just wanted to share a little bit of a behind the scenes and what I'm trying to do personally in my business to help improve. And as I'm a business coach and I work with lots of different clients, I'm always looking at strategies of how I can help them improve their business. And I I implement those strategies in my business too, because I want my business to be really successful as well. It's not just about coaching other people. You know, you've got to walk the talk and not just... um, tell someone else to do something when you're not willing to do it to yourself. So I found this tip really, really important for my business success. And yeah, loving it. I actually am booking in a hairdressing appointment every month, the day of recording, just to make myself feel really good and really special. And I can take some nice photos to share on social media, recording my podcast, and just even more content for me to share out there. So just thought I'd share that tip with you today. Um, of what I'm doing in my business to help improve and implement some systems and to make things more efficient and easier to connect with you, my audience. So I hope you're loving these podcasts. I am up to episode number seven. Um, And today, as I mentioned, I want to talk to you about how to set up and get your business started properly, Um, set yourself up for success from the very beginning. And also, um, just before, as just a side note on that, when you're getting your business set up, it's really important to actually think about the future. What do you want? What are your goals for your business? Is this a business that you want to just um, earn you a good income um, so you can do what you love and have time for your family? 
is this a business that you want to create to be a franchise? It can be a national franchise and potentially an international franchise. Or is this a business that you want to build up, create an amazing team, implement fantastic systems, create a fantastic um, customer base and actually enable you to step out of it to do something else and you become like a business investor? Uh is, you know, is this your third business you're setting up? Like, what is your goals for your business? And when you're getting started and when you're looking at the business structure you want to set up, really thinking about what your long-term goals is. And this even comes back to your business name, um, the intellectual property you're going to create, uh, and what you really want this business to become. Because there's no point doing something today when you have a whole different kind of outcome that you actually want your business to become. So if you you're really looking at creating an ama- you know big business earning over multi-million dollars that you're looking to sell within the next 5 to 10 years, then getting the structure right at the very beginning to do that is so important. Um, and it's really worthwhile sitting down with your business advisor, meeting with your accountant or your lawyer, making sure you get things set up properly from the beginning. Um, that way that when you come time to sell it or if there's going to be changes in the business, it doesn't negatively impact you financially through tax consequences or, you know, things are all tied up together and it's hard for you to extract things out so that you can actually sell part of your business. So, if you're setting up a particular part of your business that you want to sell, making sure that's separate. You might have, for example, if you've got an accounting firm um, where you've got accountants working for you, but then you also want to set up an intellectual property arm to your business. We're actually doing courses and workshops and creating tools and resources. You might actually want that to be a separate business completely from the accounting firm. So, either one of them are saleable at the end and they're not all tied together. Um, I think that's really important. People try and save cost often by keeping it all together, but it can actually backfire down the track if you've got a vision of what you want your business to become. So, that leads me to structure. So, when you're getting uh, started, there's four different types of business structures that you can um, set your business up in Australia anyway. They may be different in um, other countries where you are around the world, but in Australia, here we've got four main business types that you can get set up. There probably are some nuances to different ones. You know, there might be, you know, trust, you've got a discretionary trust and you've got a fixed trust, um, but that's something you probably want to chat more about in detail with your accountant. Today's podcast is definitely not to go into full detail in that. But let's start off with so, first of all, is sole trader. So, this basically is when you are the business and it's probably the simplest to get started. It's the least expensive, uh, even ongoing. You know, when you're doing your tax returns at the end of the year, your accounting fees are generally less expensive. You don't have as many administration fees, um, like for example, when you've got a company. Um, but there, the flip side of that, the negative, I guess, of a part, uh, sorry, a sole trader is that you are the business. So, there's a lot more risk associated with that. So, if you've got personal, if you own a house in your own name, we've got personal assets um, and something was to happen in the business, then there's potential that the client or the customer could sue you and then all your personal assets that are at risk. So, yes, it's the cheapest to get set up. It's um, probably the cheapest to run going forward with accounting fees, etc. But on the flip side, it can be quite expensive if someone was to sue you um, and then, you know, they've basically got access to all of your personal assets, so for your house, et cetera. So, if your business is really low risk or you, you think it's low risk, I mean, you think insurance is going to be good enough to cover you for any of those risks and you don't want a complicated structure, then the sole trader might be for you. Um, however, if you're looking for a bit more asset protection, 
and even maybe um, tax kind of minimization strategies, then potentially another structure might be better for you to get set up. But definitely, this is not tax advice. I'm not giving you any legal advice. This is totally a disclaimer here. If you want to discuss this more in detail, I highly recommend finding, um, if you don't already have an accountant, find a really good accountant that's experienced in business um, accounting and find yourself a really good lawyer who's very experienced in business legal matters um, to make sure that you do things correctly. So I'm not here to give you legal or tax advice, just giving you some background information. So when you go to speak to your accountant, you've got a bit more knowledge around this. So second is a partnership. So if you're going into business with someone else or, you know, it could be your spouse, it could be your um, girlfriend or boyfriend, it could be a family member or it could be a completely independent person from you, then a partnership would probably be the easiest and simplest like the sole trader to get started. But on the flip side with that as well, there's a lot more risk and liability associated with being just in a partnership. Um, so everything that the other partner does, basically you can be liable for if they're acting on behalf of the partnership. So that could be real negative with this type of structure. So yeah, definitely, um, uh, look, I'm not a massive fan of partnerships for my own personal reasons. And if you ever come to my profit, to ca- uh, sorry, my profitability intensive workshop, you'll find out my story and why I don't believe partnerships are the best business structure. I always say it's better to, um, do a joint venture with someone or a collaboration or get a consultant in that you can like separate the relationship at any time without any legal complications. Um, Yeah, so I'm not a massive fan of partnerships as it is, uh, unless it's with family, but even with family, it can be challenging. So yeah, definitely um, get legal advice around when you're setting up a partnership. If you do want to go into a partnership, I'm not here to squash your dreams and and kill your passion. Uh, But make sure you go and see a lawyer and get a partnership agreement drawn up in detail uh, because you definitely want to make sure that you're both on the same page. You both know what your legal obligations are and what the expectations are going into business together. And if you ever do come across any consequences, you know, if there's any things pop up in the partnership, you can always go back to that legal document and have, you know, really good grounding to work from to make sure that both of you are are doing the right thing by the partnership. So third is a trust. Um, This trust structure gives you a bit more asset protection and also the ability to split your income and reduce tax. Um, It is more expensive to get set up and it is a bit more complicated to run and manage a trust, especially for, um, you know, tax purposes you probably would definitely need an accountant, a tax agent to help you do the tax returns for a trust. Um, Therefore, it can be a bit more costly. And then also depending on who you have as a trustee, it could be a company or an individual that also adds another layer of complexity. I personally love trusts. I think they probably are the best way to set up a a business. Um, But definitely, once again, speak to your accountant about that. And then the fourth way is through a company. Um, It's where you you become the director of the company and you have shares and a company is its own legal entity um, and it pays its own tax. Um, and then you'd be an employee or get paid director's fees out of the company or pay yourself a dividend. Uh, once again, it's a much more complex structure than a sole trader, um, but does offer much more better asset protection purposes. But there are a lot more tax implications with the company. So it really is important to get sound tax advice and and legal advice before you set up your company and get make sure it's all set up properly from the very beginning. So they're the four different types of structures. 
Next is all your registrations. So when you're getting started in business, you need to make sure you get an Australian business number. Um, you also need to register for goods and services tax here in Australia, depending on the income threshold. Once you reach $75,000 in income, you definitely need to register. Um, so speak to your tax agent, your accountant about that. Also, if you're going to be employing um, employees, you need to make sure that you're registered for PAYG withholding. Um, registrations also could be specific to your industry. So you might need to have like a tax agent registration, for example, if you're an accountant. If you're in the building industry, there might be different registrations you need or licenses you need specifically to your industry. Um, in the show notes, I will share with you a link to a government website where they've actually got a checklist that you go through and it basically steps you through all the different things you need for your specific business, uh, all the registrations, the legal requirements, etc. So it's a really great tool. I will share that in the show notes. Um, and it's it's a really great place to get started if you're getting setting your business up to make sure that you cover off everything. You may also want to register a business name specific to your business um, and making sure that business name isn't already taken by someone else. You may also want to register a trademark. And if you've got a little a lot of intellectual property, you may be looking at patents, um, for example. So they're the different registrations. Um, legal requirements. So yeah, depending on the industry you're in, if you're like, for example, manufacturing food products, there'd be a lot of legal requirements around how your kitchen needs to be set up, um, sterilization, um, cleanliness, etc., cafes, restaurants, those types of things. There'd be a lot of legal requirements around that. Also, if you're in the building industry, you know, workplace health and safety. Um, even offices, you know, when you're banking or a service-based business, there's still workplace health and safety requirements that you need to meet. So, make sure you know all of the different legal requirements for your business. And that's where having a really good business lawyer and even your accountant comes into play. Uh, fourth um, is insurances. So, you definitely want to make sure you speak to a really good a business insurer and make sure you've got all the right insurances in place. And all these things help to reduce the risk of you running the business because a business can be high risk. Um, you know, people sue, do sue these days. So, making sure you have all your ducks in a row is really important. You don't want to start your business and get six months down the track or even two or three years, nothing happens, you think you're okay, and then all of a sudden something rears its ugly head. Um, so, just making sure all these things are in place just helps to reduce that risk of running your business. So, so, yeah, insurances are really important. There's professional indemnity insurance, public liability insurance. Uh, if you've got employees, there's work cover insurance. So, just make sure you speak to an insurance um, broker and make sure you get all the right insurances in place. Um, and then also, if you are employing um, staff, just making sure you speak to an employment lawyer or a HR specialist, human resource specialist, to make sure that you're paying them the right wage, they're under the correct award, you know exactly what your obligations are for their um, workplace health and safety, their insurances, um, what their sick leave they're entitled to, their annual leave, what superannuation you need to pay for them, um, and just making sure you've got contracts in place with your employees. Um, it's really important to have all this done um, to make sure you do it the correct way. And I know it sounds like this is a lot of costs associated with getting your business set up, but to be honest, it's so much cheaper than what could happen if down the track you don't have, actually have these things in place to get started. So, businesses to get set up, you do need a bit of a budget to make sure that you tick off all of these boxes. Um, yeah, it's just really important to make sure you do things correctly. And then finally, 
um, I think I mentioned the beginning about thinking about the end in mind. So really, like when you're talking to your accountant, when you're talking to your lawyer, when you're talking to the insurance company, really thinking about what your goal is for this business and making sure that all of your decisions, all of the things you implement really align with those goals and you set up in the best way for you to have success. So I hope that's been helpful. I really think that getting your business set up the, the right way from the beginning is super important. It's kind of like you're putting out to the universe that you're here, you're serious, you're taking this business serious and you're ready to operate and you're really t- ready to create a massively successful business. You're not just playing around and creating a hobby. You're actually getting really serious and you're putting it out to the universe that this is that you're here, you're making your claim, you're standing your ground, you're saying, yes, I'm here. I'm ready to go. So get your business set up properly from the beginning. Get really clear on what it is that you want to achieve with your business. Make sure you structure it the right way. Make sure all your legal obligations, your registrations, your insurances, your employee agreements, everything are ticked off. If you want further information about this, please don't hesitate in contacting me, sending me a private or direct message. You can find me on all the social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, Send me a private message, leave me a review. I'd be super grateful. And I will leave that link in the show notes to the um, government website that has the checklist that you can walk through and find out exactly what you need to put in place to get yourself set up properly from day one. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Profit to Cash podcast. I have a question for you though. Have you subscribed to the show? If not, do that now so you never miss an episode of these power-packed business tips to turn your profit into cash. And if you've loved today's episode, I'd be so grateful for a review if you could please share that now. And hang on just one more thing before you go. If you'd like to learn my step-by-step process to turn your profit into cash, then take action now and register for my next business profitability intensive workshop. Send me a message and my team will get you registered today. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm your host, Phoebe Dre, the Cashflow Pocket Rocket.